When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello and welcome to Matt Delia is Confused. This is our second episode and I'm fucking excited. I have as a guest a man who is an exorcist. I repeat, I have as a guest a man who is an exorcist, not only an exorcist, but a world-famous exorcist, been doing it for decades. I don't believe any of the things he says. I don't believe in any of the things he believes in, but... I still think he fucking rules. I don't know what else to say. I love this guy. His name is Bob Larson. Um, I know a lot of non-believers consider him a charlatan. A lot of believers think he saves lives. I just think, holy shit. When I watch him, I just think, holy shit. Um, if you're curious, just look him up on YouTube. Watch his exorcism videos. They're fucking insane uh, and a lot of fun to watch and if you do know who he is then you should be really excited he's someone I've been a, 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 I don't know if I should say a fan of but I guess yeah I'm a fan of his I've been a fan of his for years I mean I've seen so many of his videos I'm, I'm like I, I don't even know what to say I, I, I can't stop watching them he exercises people who have real problems and they believe that Bob takes demons out of them. Simple as that. Uh, I, I, he tells us how many he's done, but I don't remember the exact amount. It's definitely in the tens of thousands. I think he says 40,000. It's in the interview. We did this a few weeks ago. I actually went out to... He, he tours the country. He tours the world doing this um, and having he, he offers seminars for big groups and private sessions for one-on-one -on -one demon fighting and he's got all these tactics and beliefs and you know crazy shit but shit that some people believe and some people believe works and look if you believe you have a demon and it's legitimately troubling you and you go to a fucking exorcist, if you go see and pay Bob Larson 
to exercise the demon from you and you feel fucking better afterwards and don't feel plagued by a demon fuck yeah i i don't know i don't i don't i don't even as an atheist a total non-believer i have no problem with that it seems like um a transaction that really works out for both parties <clears throat> but the day i forget where i met him fuck it was like in some shitty place near me i'm in la and me and my producer we went to like fuck we went to like chino or something someplace where he 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 was um doing a seminar but he that day he had he had done a full day of private sessions so i spoke with him the conversation you're about to hear with me and famed exorcist bob larson was after a, a full 12 hour day of personal one-on-one -on -one exorcisms the dude is non-stop he's in his fucking 70s and never stops respect or something like that <laughs> all right uh i mean honestly this is this was like le legitimately a dream come true I'm, i was fucking stoked to talk to bob and i'm stoked to be able to share it with you guys um and we wanted to do this as our second episode to sort of establish a spectrum of of, of kind of guests we might be having obviously you already heard uh hopefully our first episode with former congressman uh tea party republican joe walsh and um the response to that was great. Really appreciate you guys listening and all the feedback was really cool. Uh, and um, this is with a, uh, a different kind of person I really don't see eye to eye with, but still really like anyway. Uh, I really do like this guy. Uh, and we had, a, we had a fun conversation. And um, yeah, I mean, I particularly like the section about sexually transmitted demons, but it's a fucking whole pinata full of good shit. So, yeah, I hope you dig it as much as I dug talking to him. And, um, yeah, here's my conversation with famed exorcist Bob Larson. Okay. I'm here with Dr. Bob Larson, and uh, he is a world-renowned exorcist, and I have been aware of you for a very long time. Just, just personally, my mm -hmm. experience of discovering you and following you, I was working, I was, I was in Vancouver, and the TV was just on in the background, and I heard <laughs> your voice, and I saw what you were doing, and I... I didn't change the channel. I didn't move. I was just captivated. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't call myself an atheist, but I'm not a Christian. I'm, I'm a non-believer, but I still was very taken with, with what you do. And I've really been following you ever since this was like five, six years ago. So I've seen so much of your stuff going back to, was it Talkback? Is that the name Talk of your show? Talkback with Bob Larson. Yeah. Okay. So when, when was that, when was that period for you? Talkback with Bob Larson, uh, started about, uh, 1980. And oh. we uh, terminated it in 2001. So it ran... So it was over 20 years. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So at that time...
time. How long have you been doing exorcisms? Well, I've been doing exorcisms over 40 years. Oh, okay. I uh, have only been doing it on a full-time basis mm -hmm. now. I'm in uh, year number 21 <clears throat> on a full-time basis. Wow. I did it before. I did it on radio. Right, okay. Uh, I did it here and there, but not as a, a full-time vocation. Got it. Okay. So uh, how uh, do you have any idea how many exorcisms you've done, ballpark even? You know, we actually calculated 40,000 plus, and that's been about four or five years ago. So it's, you know, we're averaging around 1,000 to 1,500 exorcisms a year. Now, I know that sounds like a lot. That's a lot. But if you followed my pace and my schedule, you'd see why those numbers are so high. Yeah, your schedule is insane. I subscribe to your newsletter, the email newsletter, and we were just talking before this, but you're nonstop. You're just nonstop. And, and how long has it been nonstop, like to that degree? I, at, at this pace, it's been nonstop for about 20 years. Okay. Travel. Okay. Yeah. So what, what, what I'm curious about is, okay, so you said you've had this, this show since 1980 and you've been doing it for 41 years. Mm -hmm. So in that period, is, it, is, the, is the battle that you're facing through, I don't know what if you call them your clients or subjects, whatever, okay. does it have lulls and peaks? Is it worse at times? Is it, is it heavier at times? Or is it just a steady, straight up attack? The answer to that is it's steady. The, the question is more, where am I? Ah. Because certain places are more intense, more active than other places. That's you're talking about actual geography, more intense. Like well, it has a geographical coefficient to it. I see. Okay, so uh, if I'm in Eastern Europe, for yeah. example, where right. I go a lot, it's intense. I mean, it's much more intense. Really? Why is that? Why? Why? Why do you think that is? Uh, two reasons. One, that part of the world historically is more embedded with beliefs in witchcraft and superstition. Okay. Secondly, uh, the people there in other parts of the world, as opposed to most Westerners and certainly most Americans, are more open to it. Got it. Africa the same way. Asia the same way. Um, you know, I, I, I work with a lot of Africans, even here in America, immigrants. I mean, you start talking about the spirit world, whether they're Muslim or Christian or whatever. Yeah. It's kind of all the same. Right, I was right. I, I was Skyping with uh, some African Muslims from Liberia. Okay. Doing exorcisms uh, just yesterday. So you, can, you do exorcisms with non-Christians as well? Yes. Ah. And so they're, they're talking about the spirit world and they're talking about demons and... They are, as we say, manifesting this demon. This this woman is, is shaking violently, and this thing is screaming at me. And and they're like, no big deal. Right, right, right. Yeah. You know, so the, the the paradigm of recognizing the reality of possession is not that big a deal in other parts of the world. Right. And so let's say here, for example. If it's less recognizable, I'm, I'm sorry, dude. I, I don't mean to be distracting to you here, 
but I, I, I wanted to turn my voice recorder on just so that I, I have a record of what I said here. Yeah, and do I'm, it, do it. I'm not able to, to find my own voice recorder <laughs> on my app. I can't believe that. How do I not know that? He'll know. He'll know. Um, he's, he's a Mr. I, I, I apologize. No, I meant to please, do this don't. beforehand, and then that you, you just rolled just. right into this, and we were on a roll there. So let's see. I've got everything in the world on here, and I know I've got this. Well, I don't want Apple support or DoorDash. <laughs> So, where in the world is that? Ah, utilities. Of course, it's on utilities. Utilities. <clears throat> check, check. There check, we go. Check. Still good? Okay. Chris, good? Okay. Everything's so fixed my, my, and we're good to go, yeah. My answer to that yeah. is that the intensity and the frequency depends almost exclusively on geography and ethnicity. Ah, okay. And so, okay. So, what I, that makes me wonder, okay, is the distribution of, of evil, of evil, even, or is it just that we're noticing it less, say, among certain cultures or certain places? No, I think it's unevenly distributed. You do? Why would, why Uh, is that? Because, because where there is, Historically, more opportunity okay. for evil, uh, then there's going to be more evil. That's just the way it works. Historically, more evil. That's interesting. So, yeah, that I mean that makes sense. I, I, I just the the scope of the battle that you're engaged in is vast and never ending. Never ending. Never ending. Anywhere in the world, at any time, in any country, any place, I find demons. So you find demons. Now, what... What Does does someone ever believe they have a demon and they actually don't from your... All the time, yes. That's very frequent. It is. Of course. And so I I saw... I I watched a video of yours discerning... Discerning the... the, Discerning... The demonic. the, the, The demonic, yes. So that is this step one for for you to just assess if they even need you, and mm-hmm. the other way around must be true too. People don't know they have them. It happens both ways. <clears throat> and so, if that's the case, do they just have a demon their whole life until they perish? Is that yes, the- yes? Wow! But they suffer, right. and the whole point is, you get rid of the demon so the person doesn't have to suffer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Demons are not always strong enough to completely destroy the person. Okay. But they can make their life miserable in a lot of different ways. Okay. And Jesus said in John 10.10, Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So that's the nature of evil, to steal, kill, and destroy. Right. So however he accomplishes that, in whatever measure, it's what he does. Right, right, right. So, I mean, to use the extreme example, Hitler or Pol Pot or or Stalin, that's one measure of kill, steal, and destroy. Sure, sure. But then there are lesser measures. And the lesser measure would be 
uh, a pretty ordinary person who uh, is tormented in, in ways that they may not even recognize as demonic. And why did the, why? How are there so many demons and so many people? Where what what's going on? Like what what? How is that? Well, first of all, we have to go back. Yeah, please. To the Bible's view of created order. In the beginning, there were a finite number of who right. knows how many billions of angels created as part of God's cosmos. But then the Bible says a third of them rebelled and right. they became part of the evil kingdom of Satan. Right. So it's a fixed number. Got it. But it's a massive number. We don't know. So they can't make more of themselves. They can't make more. Got it. But they do intensify from time to time their activity. Ah, okay. There's a difference between the omnipotence of God, which means God is always all-powerful all the time, anytime he wants to be. Sure. Not with the devil. So the devil has to use subtlety and craft and... uh, just the nature of evil is to deceive and to destroy, and so he has to, in a way, ration what he does. Got it, got it, got it. So, so in, in, in places where he can't do as much? Sure. Okay. In the Third Reich, he doesn't have to hold back. Yeah, so he's speak. letting loose. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I mean, yeah. If, 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 if there's an environment of evil where horrible things are happening, then it's full bore. Got it, got it. Um, I'm curious about your just your process in general, just to go back to that for a second. So someone comes to you and they're concerned they have a demon. And I would imagine for you, in terms of discernment, there's a lot of... I would Tell me if I'm wrong, but I would imagine your biggest challenge is, or is does this person need a therapist or a doctor or you? Right? It's, so how, what is that discernment process for you? Well, you know, people, I, I get asked that question a lot, and the assumption of the question is that that must be a very hard thing to determine. Sure, yeah. But I, it's not. It's, it's not. very easy. It's not. Very easy to determine. So if, if, if somebody comes in and says, I have a demon for the following reasons, uh-huh. some simple questions take care of that. Have you been evaluated by a psychiatrist? Uh-huh. Yes. Do you have a diagnosis? Yes. They tell you what the diagnosis is. Are you on medication? Yes. Does the medication help? Uh-huh. Yes. Well, chances are that's not demonic. Right. Because right, right. there's a medical lancer and the medical lancer is working. Right. So that's not a demon. Has your discernment process changed as the as I mean you've seen so much? Is it is it as things move forward? Are you paying attention to the medical world? I guess so to speak. As more things come out, more possibilities. Like I guess what I'm wondering is there's not a, as fine a line as I may have thought, but there must be. There's definitely overlap there, right? I mean, even what you do. I mean, part of why I, I love to watch you work is 
I find it. I like watching people who are good at what what they do. You're clearly good at what you're doing, and, and it's it's very effective and powerful to watch whether I believe or not. But I guess what I'm interested in is is you say it, there's a big difference between somebody who needs therapy and needs an exorcism. In a lot of ways, it look it 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 has a lot of the same elements of therapy. What you're doing. I would Absolutely, say. It right? Is, it is highly therapeutic. Right, right, right. But why wouldn't it be? Yeah. Because demons, if they're intelligent beings, are going to mess with the mind. Yeah. They're going to operate at subconscious levels. They are going to do the types of things that create psychological instability. Uh huh. So the path to helping them is in part determining well, what is it that the demon has done to destabilize this person and what are the life factors that have destabilized them. Right. So when somebody comes to me and there's a lot of substance abuse or physical or sexual abuse uh-huh. or family dysfunction in all kinds of ways, it's important to psychologically understand what that makeup is because the matrix of that is... Uh-huh where Satan operates. He's going to function through that. Right, 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 right. He's created that matrix. That's the system by which he operates. So you have to know what the system is. Right, right. Okay, so how how does... I mean, I'm sure there's a a number of ways. There must be a thousand ways. But the process of a demon... and. One minute you don't have a demon, let's say. One minute you do. How? What is the actual, the just, how, how does it happen? How does it get in you? Okay, so some demons are accumulated generationally over time. Yes. Hundreds, thousands of years of evil, uh, a particular family bloodline, uh, even sometimes within the known history of two or three or four generations, there are all these family stories of, this uncle was a child molester, yeah. and this grandfather was murdered somebody, and you, you hear these stories, yeah. and so you know, okay, there's an infestation of evil here. Okay. So that's, that's one way that you identify it. Right. And so are they, is a demon saying, there's evil there, there's bad stuff there, there's weakness there, I'm going to sneak yes. in there. But very often, <clears throat> there is a specific instance. So for example, uh, just before I met with you today, Uh I was doing an exorcism on an individual of now 35 years of age, Uh raped at the age of 18. Sounds less like me. Goes to a bar, has a drink, somebody slips in a date rape drug, next thing you know she comes to, she's been raped. This then begins a a domino effect of of psychological problems. Yes. Uh, She doesn't get help. She doesn't press charges. She doesn't talk to anybody. So psychologically, but also the act itself, Mm. it's violation of the the human dignity, Mm -hmm. who she is, opens the door to, to demons. So in this case, the demon pinpoints this is where I entered this particular mm-hmm. time when she did this. So are they, I guess, they demons? 
waiting for that to get like are they just ever present i guess or how's they're that? everywhere they're, they're everywhere. looking they're, they're looking for opportunity so they're kind of just laying somebody wait. does something or something is done to them an injustice to them or an act of evil which they commit and of course they're going to seize that opportunity so when somebody sits down with me they fill out this is for a private session they fill out a detailed profile yeah i look at that profile and Part of my mental process is forensic to determine, is there enough evidence to convict? Mm. Do I have enough information to say, this person has a demon? Mm. Convict, is that the term you use? Pardon? To convict, is that what you said? Yeah. I like convict. that. Okay, yeah. I need the evidence to convict. Yeah, so to I like that. Yeah, okay. And, and so many times uh, I look at it and I say, well, there are these 10 opportunities that the devil had of evil in this person's life. Okay? Mm. Is it reasonable to assume that if you're the devil, you're not going to pick at least one or more? Mm. You've had ten mm -hmm. of them. Yeah. So this person probably has a demon. Yes. But then, again, as I said, that's fairly easy to spot. The person who has a demon is not just somebody who walks in <clears throat> and says, I hear voices. Mm -hmm. Which does happen. But sure. it's, it's the person that, that when you ask them questions... And this is pretty typical. Mm. I was molested by a babysitter at five. I was incested by my father from 12 to 16. Okay. Uh, I abused drugs uh, starting at 15. Mm -hmm. uh, and I've done all sorts of, you know... <laughs> From ayahuasca to yeah. psilocybin to meth to whatever. Wow. And, and, and suddenly this thing just grows and grows. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, so the more evil that they've experienced, mm -hmm. the more horror and tragedy that they've been through, the more clear it becomes to me this person's a candidate for possession. Sure, yeah. That's fascinating. And, and is, say... Does a demon grow in strength the longer it's inside you? Like Absolutely. It does. Okay. Yes. So if you catch it, you can nip it in the bud easier. Let's say in a week, after a week. No? Well, the quicker you can get the person help, the less powerful the possession will okay. be. The longer it's there. What it does is when the demon gets in the person, it finds more things that it can feed on. Uh, okay. Yeah. So a demon gets in. Because a person commits, let's say, a violent or a criminal act. Uh -huh. Okay. But then subsequent to that, once the demon gets in, he looks around and says, well, hey, uh, they've done this, they've done this, they've done this, they've done this. I'm going to work on all of that. Uh. And I'm going to bring in more with me. So the oh. possession builds, it becomes stronger, it becomes more deeply embedded. Mm -hmm. So, oh, this person feels wronged. So let's see if I can push them to a level of hate. Mm. Hate to the extent that they would murder if they could. Right, right, right. Uh. Evil grows exponentially once it gets inside a person. Okay, that, that I let me latch on to that. So... Let's see, where, where, when you say inside a person, I mean, I, I don't, 
maybe you do mean this. Where is it? Like, is it is there a location to it, or is it more just purely spiritual realm? Is there any f- actual physical presence of it? Okay, so <clears throat> we we commonly even in culture throw around terminology that's essentially Freudian post-Freudian in nature Mm -hmm. even though we don't have technical definitions for terms like consciousness or ego Mm -hmm. it's it's an observable phenomenon Mm -hmm. but it's not a spatial phenomenon Mm -hmm. right Consciousness, you don't, you can't locate it. You don't it know where exists it is. Yeah. Beyond the material realm of time and space. So, if if you talk about the conscious or the or the unconscious, well, what are you really talking about? You don't know what you're talking about. Sure. Yeah. Fair you enough. know that it exists because the the existential exhibition of it you can witness and analyze. So when you say a person has a demon, what you're doing is taking a non-spatial, immaterial, spiritual being, mm-hmm. and you're saying it's in a time, space, physically confined body mm. or mind. Well, where is it? Mm. And my answer to that is, who knows? Yeah. But I theorize that when the immaterial and spiritual invades human existence, it then becomes bound by the laws of human existence, Mm. which is time, space, material, objective, reality. With me? I'm with you. That's so. Yeah. If you have a demon, it's in you. If you get up and walk across the room, it goes with you. Mm -hmm. Even though it is spiritual and inhabits consciousness, it still then is subject to the physical material laws of the existence it's invaded wow now that that sounds a bit metaphysical and it is yeah so the demon goes where you go he's there he's in he says the demon said they said it in the bible Mm -hmm. the demon said to jesus this is our house yeah we live here yes Okay, so the the demon looks at the person. And when we say person, we mean body, soul, and spirit. Mm. We we mean that somewhere in that individual right, that dwells. Right, right. All I know is it's there. My responsibility, according to the Bible, is to cast it out. So let's get into that, your responsibility, according to the Bible. Because I, I was raised Catholic. I'm not anymore, but mm-hmm. I would imagine, and I, I, I believe they still do exorcism, oh, yeah. but it seems hush, yeah. hush, and not. Well, it's pretty much hush, hush, because number one, there's an ecclesiastical hierarchy they have to go through to get permission to do it. Okay. And secondly, they're so overwhelmed 
the church is, and there are so few trained exorcists to do it, that they minimize it so they're not flooded. Okay. And training, how did you train yourself? Was this like on-the-job training? or On-the-job training. A natural for it? Like, did it happen well, in a... Well, as you probably know, we now have an online training school. I do know that, yeah. But I'm the first first person who's ever created anything like yeah, that. Yeah, and yeah. And because there was a need for it, because I had learned from experience. Now, there are certain... You know, you have the Bible... Uh, you have the ritual Romanum of the Roman Catholic Church. Uh, you have the precedent of history and church history, where this was a phenomenon often practiced throughout the ages and recognized. Yeah. Uh, Augustine wrote about it. Luther wrote about mm-hmm. it. Uh, Post-Reformation, early church history. So you can tap into that as a source. But when it comes down to actually doing it... Yeah. I had nobody to teach me. Yeah. So I'm not the only person who has done that and stepped out sort of entrepreneurially, but mm-hmm. but I'm the one who's done it the most. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious about your presence, just what you've been able to do sort of online. You have You have a presence and you're very consistent in the way you're putting yourself out there. I mean, like I said, I subscribe to your newsletter. I watch your videos. How much has the internet changed your, your How whole... How much is what? The internet changed your business model. Because oh, you it's, saw it's, the whole totally thing. totally changed it. I mean, it's, 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 it's a... It's the whole thing now. It's an absolute paradigm shift in, in everything about this. Because now, um, every day... I do exorcisms by Skype in addition to personal appointments face-to-face. Is, is I do it, them all over the world. Yeah, There's hardly a, a place on earth that I haven't connected with somebody right. to do an exorcism, so that's just in and of itself. And then YouTube. Uh, the, the, the very massive YouTube audience, we're now up to 20 million-plus views on YouTube. Wow. Uh, that's, that's changed everything. Right, yeah. Because now... <clears throat> I have people from all over the world, from every kind of religious background that you can imagine, interested in knowing more about this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is the cool thing about the Internet. It can connect people that never, ever, ever Thank would Thank God connected. Al Gore created the Internet. Thank God Al Gore. <laughs> Thank God for Al Gore, yeah. <laughs> Didn't think I'd hear you say that I think today. that's a stale joke. That's been around a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so you do Skype exorcisms. Mm-hmm. That sounds... Hard. It, no, it's it's actually Same very thing? simple. It's not as it's not as effective as in person because I'm not, you know, I'm not seeing the full dynamic of yeah. the individual and and their reactions. But uh, yeah, <laughs> it's its own unique uh, challenges. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm doing an exorcism on a woman who had been into Satanism, and and the demon said, "I've had enough of this." And, Picks up the computer and throws it across the room. And there goes the internet connection. That's the end of the exorcism. Uh, that, that must have not worked then, yeah. Which actually is a. Does it ever not. Are you ever not successful? Is that a of thing? Of course. Yeah. Of course. That's got to be a bummer, huh? Well, I mean. Uh, look, an exorcism is not about me, mm. it's about God, me, and the person. Mm hmm. So, 
God is involved, the person and their will and choice is involved, and I am involved. So sometimes, um, as I've said, people make friends with their demons, and they don't want to lose them. They knowingly make friends with the demons, and they, well, or they just kind of get used to it. Sometimes and... they actually do know it. Oh, really? But it's more like this. If the demon says to me, I'm here because this person does meth. That's my stronghold. That's what I'm hanging on to, their addiction. Right. And I say to the person, you know what? You got to get in rehab. You got to get clean. And then I can help you. Yeah. And the person says, ah, I like getting high. My life sucks. And I'm not quitting. Is, Over. Isn't, isn't that the meth, though? Or is that the demon? You're saying that is the it, demon it, target? You don't no know. No matter. Right, if sure. If the yeah. person's will chooses not to make a positive choice. Okay. I can't do anything about yeah, that. Yeah, you can't. Right, 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 right. Sure, okay. yeah. Right, right. Right. So, and, and another example would be if if somebody is demonized in part because they've been severely abused by somebody, and I say to them, but the way of Christ and the way of the cross is forgiveness. So you must forgive that person. I'm not forgiving them. I hate them. Mm. I wish they were dead. Exorcism over. Mm-hmm. Not going to do it. Can't do anything. Can't do anything. I say, so when you're you're willing to deal with this and let go of your hate, Christ said, don't come to the altar of God and bring your gift to the Lord if you hate your brother. Okay. Go be reconciled with your brother and then bring your gift to God. Got it. Got it, got it. So you say it's God the devil, and you in these moments, right? This is something I've always been curious about, and I'm sure you can tell me. Why, why can't God do it? What, what's, the, what's the conduit of you? What, if God can be everywhere and do everything, what, I guess, what, I, yeah, can you glean something okay. on that? Yeah. And the answer to that is that that God chooses to express his love and his grace through human beings. Mm -hmm. Like, why does God need us to help the poor, to feed the hungry, uh, to go to those in prison? Jesus said, uh, when you do it to the least of these, you've done it to me. And they said, well, when did we do this to you? And he said... When I was thirsty, you gave me water. When I was in prison, you visited me. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what he was saying is that my presence, my reality is made known when through my people, my love and my goodness is expressed. So this is what God calls everyone to do, to do good in his name, Mm. to to bring healing and hope through human presence. It's easy to say, well, why God does, doesn't God do it? Mm-hmm. Well, now, wait a minute. There's just been a flood or some 
tornado or some natural disaster and we see the the Red Cross or the Christian ministry or somebody there who's handing out food and providing shelter and well if 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 a human being doesn't do something, it doesn't get done. Mm. You know, yeah, God I does not that. I drop cargo pellets from the sky full of food. Sure, yeah. He gives us the opportunity to go there. So the, the Bible says in the book of Romans, we overcome evil with good. Mm. Well, how is good expressed? Same way evil is mm. expressed. Through the physicality of human beings acting in a good way. Right. That's how evil is overcome. Sure, right, 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 right. Okay, so now, shifting gears a little bit, demon transference, right? How, can a demon go from one person to another? Of course. Yes. Is that how they generally travel? And if they leave one person, are they gone from that person, or are they in both now? Well, if you cast a demon out, you send it to hell. Oh, so it doesn't you, go into somebody. Well, they'll ask. I've had them say, well, you know. The demon I, asks. Can I go into so-and-so? The demon asks yeah. you. The demon says. I say no. Yeah, well, I'm you would say no. Hell. I wonder the why says, they... says, well, I, you know, let me go somewhere else. What? I'll leave if you'll let me go somewhere oh, else. Oh, so like they're bartering. I was going to say, bargain. why do they even ask you? Because you're going to say no, but they're like, they're trying to work well, their way. They bargained with Jesus. Uh-huh. Jesus cast the demons out of a man, and they said, let us go into the pigs. Right, 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 right. So can demons be in animals? Oh, yes, of That's course. That's a scary thought, because how do they even communicate that they have a demon? How, they can't come see you. You know what I mean? They can't fill out that form. Well. They're screwed. Uh, they can't communicate it. Right, yeah. You know. So they just got a demon. And, and it's not a common thing, but it does happen. Right, right, right. Which is why we have the tale of witches and black cats. Yeah, yeah, right. Very true. Uh I also want to talk about STDs, because I saw your video on the STDs, sexually transmitted demons. Yeah. This is through the act of sex. It happens actually in the act of sex. Because the Bible describes sex as the uniting of two in one flesh. Okay. Yes. Now, that's typically, people think of that as marriage. Right. Because that's part of the sacrament of the wedding ceremony to say the two shall become one. Right. <clears throat> but the Apostle Paul taught in his first letter to the Corinthians, he said, Don't you know that if you have sex with a prostitute, you become one with that prostitute? Mm. So he points out that the act itself is a one fleshing phenomenon. One flushing So if you're one, you're one. Yes. What you've got, you get. Right, right, right. So it's it's spiritually communicable. Okay. And then so just logistically speaking, do both people have the demon? Or if I if I have the uh, the demon in me and I have sex with a woman, does only she have it now, or do we both have it? Now? We both have it. We both have it. Both have it. Oh, that's a scary thing. Just like you both have a sexually transmitted disease. She gets the disease Same in you, thing. you still have it now, she has it. Right, 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 right. Yeah, no. That's... And demons tell me this all the time. I say, how'd you get there? Oh, he he was somewhere and he has sex with a prostitute. Uh, that's how you got there? Yeah. And is it? can it only happen through, let's say, non-marital sex? Or, no. Or, 
It can happen. happens in marital oh, sex it as does. well. So you, yeah. Because if one of the partners is unfaithful, for example, right? They come. They get the demon. Come back. Share the demon. That's got to be a hard thing to tell your wife. Oh, I've 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 run into some pretty amazing stories of of people who became possessed. You know, I had a, a pastor's wife. <laughs> he oh, no. cheated on her. And she he had a voodoo spirit. Whoa. And she says, well, I'm a, a good Christian woman. How do I get a voodoo spirit? She didn't even know her husband had cheated. It's a good question. That's how she found out? Well, no. But, but I confronted the husband. Oh. And I said... Your wife's got a voodoo demon. Yeah. What's going on here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he admits he had an affair with a woman involved in voodoo. Oh, well, that was his mistake. He shouldn't yeah. have done that at all in the first <laughs> so place. So he gets the voodoo demon from this woman, comes back and has sex with his wife, and his wife has the voodoo demon from uh, the other woman. So is a voodoo demon different than a regular? Like, wh- what is the sp- scope? Like, what well, kinds some of... demons are more evil than others. Oh, okay. <clears throat> they all have personalities. Oh, I've heard, I've seen a lot of your stuff with Jezebel. Seems yeah. to be popular, not popular, but it you know is I mean? a yeah. common, <laughs> common, yeah, popular. very common demon. Yeah, is that yes. the most common demon? You would, would you yeah, say? Yeah, it is the most common demon. It is type. The most, it's a type. Right, right, right. But that's because of the age in which we live. So the the two things that the Bible points out about this spirit that's that's characteristic of it is the violation of sexual boundaries and witchcraft in the occult, both of which are rampant in modern culture today. Right. So that's the demon that's going to be there. The the occult, and by the occult, do you mean specifically like devil worship, or is that sort of a wider spectrum of things than I'm, I think of? Wider that? spectrum, including the New Age, alternate spirituality, all forms of of uh, essentially what would classically be called witchcraft, but which has been sort of relabeled to something of, else. A, a different veneer put it on its sure. face so it looks a bit more respectable. So something like yoga yes. is absolutely is witchcraft. Absolutely. Oh, it is. Oh, man. Oh, absolutely. Now, wait a minute. Okay. Read classic yoga textbooks. Don't listen to what your neighborhood yoga instructor says to you. Read the classic text of the Hindu yogi masters. Okay. They are all consistent in what they say. And that is? This is not a form of physical discipline. It is a path to enlightenment with God, recognizing your inner state of divinity. And Uh it makes you, through the postures, aware of this inner spiritual consciousness. Okay. I mean, that's roughly what it said. Okay. Well... What, what is the problem with that? Right. Well, the problem is that Christianity teaches that you are here and God is there. Okay? He is transcendent. He is apart from you. He's you not are not him. a God. Right, right, right. So don't make yourself into a God. He's God, you're not. Right, 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 right. But the religion of yoga teaches, essentially, that you are a God and that God realization comes 
through the process of yoga, which means to be yoked or to be placed in union with God through the path of awakening the spiritual enlightenment of your own inner divinity. Right. Okay. So, yeah. That's what's wrong with it. Got it, got it, got it. So when you do that, you are giving consent to the system of belief, whether you embrace it or not. Right. Upon which it's founded. Interesting. So I, someone who has no idea about any of this stuff and just Doesn't is like... any difference. My friends go to yoga. I'm going to go to yoga to see what that's all about. Demon possession is not the result of informed consent. Right, right. In fact, the devil prefers you not to have informed consent. You don't even know. You don't know. It's better for him. You get a demon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't make this stuff up. I have people come to me, and they've they've done yoga for Mm. purely innocent purposes. Sure, yeah. And then they start having all these strange experiences. Weird things, out-of-body experiences, pains, physical problems, um, insomnia, mental illnesses, whatever. Stuff just suddenly goes crazy. But they don't make a link with that right? until I begin to point it out. When did this start happening? When did this deterioration took place? Oh. When I started doing yoga. Okay. But even then, they usually don't become a believer until I do an exorcism. Oh. And then in the exorcism. So you have people who don't even believe it's what you do is, is real or, or possible even. Many and times. then in the moment, they actually, it happens and then they're, they have no choice but to believe. Well, they can choose not to believe. Well, sure, but- yeah. I mean, but I mean, if a demon is talking through someone, they have well, to. Well, right? for example, if you're there and, and, and maybe a friend is there with them, and they lose consciousness, and they're saying all these crazy things and doing all these crazy things, or maybe becoming violent or whatever, mm. and then they come back to themselves and have no idea, and the demon says, "We are here because of such and such." Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they got a choice. They either believe that reality or say, oh, well, it didn't exist. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yoga, uh, the occult, what, what about things like drinking alcohol, drinking alcohol? Is this also something that weakens your state, lets you in? Like, I, I'm wondering, I'm curious in general how careful people have to be if, if this is where their head's at, right? They, they don't want to do yoga. They want to stay, they well, stay in the right lane. Question. You know I, mean? I think the, the answer is the key to it is, is not the behavior itself. Mm. It's the condition of the heart. Okay. The behavior may facilitate a process leading to possession, but it all basically comes back to the heart. Mm. And where the person is deep inside their soul. And some people are just open. Mm-hmm. I've had demons say to me, why do you get, I said, why do you get to this person not get this person? This person seems to be so much worse. And they say, this person was easy. Mm. They just didn't have any character. They didn't have any moral fiber. It was easy to get them. Just low-hanging fruit. So, low-hanging fruit. So, one person... Um, 
gets inebriated and does something stupid. Mm -hmm. Another person gets falling down dead drunk and becomes a raving crazy maniac and doesn't get a demon. Mm. So it's not the alcohol, it's it's the lowering of the inhibitions and the person with lesser character then becomes more susceptible because the inhibition is less. Mm. Interesting. So something like Marijuana being legalized in California, that it's is, huge. is kind of what you're talking about, right? That's exactly it's what the, I'm talking so about. So for, for you, it's the devil at work, yeah? Oh, absolutely. Ah. Absolutely. Because, <clears throat> again, anytime you have something that alters the mind, alters consciousness, you're altering a spiritual state. Okay. Okay. It doesn't mean you automatically get a demon. Right. But let's suppose that there is an inherent character susceptibility to having demons. Okay? Okay. So one person smokes weed and doesn't get a demon, the next person does. Why? Because the other person was more inherently susceptible. Mm. The weed helped. Mm. It just facilitated the process. It made it more possible. Mm. Got it. So on a larger societal scale, it just means that more people are doing more things that cause them to be open to that spiritual realm without boundaries. Right, right, right. So So a lot of it comes back to character, belief, moral resolve. What is a person's person's faith position? Mm Mm-hmm. A person who has none, smokes a joint, they're in trouble. So non-believers are more susceptible. Much you more. Much more. Because they don't have a belief system. They do not have a contrarian belief system that's opposed to evil. So they're just susceptible. And so the devil has no preference of believer, non-believer, just wants to get in. The, 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 the demons, rather. Not necessarily the devil. They'll take what they, they, they as you said, the low-hanging fruit. They'll right. take what they can got get. Got it, got it, got it, got now, it. Now, they particularly like a person of faith. Yeah, I would imagine that. They feel good about that. That's a win. They got one on God, if that happens. Got, right? one, of, got one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes total sense. Yeah, so you t- you've talked to the demons. You talk, they talk to you, rather. Yes, that's I speak directly to the demon. That's the goal of every exorcism is to speak to the demon. And why did they why did they listen to you? Like why do they do it? Why do they get out? Because they don't have a choice. And because they're arrogant. Oh. Talk about that. Pride. Yeah, yeah. Number one sin. The devil's first sin was pride. Yeah. The chief of all evil is pride. Right. Okay. So, I, I've had demons say to me, I've been waiting to meet you. Oh. I've been waiting to take you on. So they know about you? Yeah. Oh, do you think of they course. talk to each other? You, like, think, you think the word doesn't pass? Sure, yeah. No, I, I guess I didn't think about it, but yeah, they would hate, they must hate you. Yeah. You're the it's not one. just me, anybody who would dare to do what I'm doing. Well, you've done it more than anybody, I would imagine. Huh? You've done it more than anybody, I would imagine. Yeah. yeah. So you must be their most wanted, number one. <laughs> You got to be extra vigilant, otherwise. I, I, yeah, I, I yeah. think my face is on a wanted poster. In hell. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would think so. If anybody's is, it's yours. Yeah. But uh, 
they want who they can get. Uh-huh. But they are so full of pride that when they ought to hide, they don't. Oh, I see. They want to challenge you. They want to come out of the open. I see. They want to dare you, which is against their best interests. Yeah. But evil blinds the evildoer. Right, right, right. Because just like criminals, they eventually get caught because they do something stupid. That's, I like that analogy. That's the nature of evil. It eventually does something stupid. Okay, so then you cast it out, right? It can be hard. It can be easy. I would imagine it's all different every time. I've heard you talk about sending them to the the pit. Is that is that hell? Is that what you mean by that, or is that specifically? Yes. Now there, there are, you know, uh, various ways of looking at it theologically in terms of the Greek and the Latin, et cetera, and you can get to a whole big discussion. But it's hell. It's hell. It's the place of torment. It's hell. And then there <clears throat> are they there to stay? That like how, once you Excuse me. toss well, them there. The Bible is silent on that subject, but apparently not. They don't stay. Well, the Bible says there are certain categories of demons that once consigned to hell have to stay there. Got it. But but not but others not permanently, apparently. So if there's another willing victim. Uh-huh. At some point in time, and, and again, we do, don't know from the Bible because it just doesn't tell us. Yeah. They can come back out because I've had demons that I've cast out before mm-hmm. say to me, don't you remember me? Oh. And I say, no, I don't. They name the time, the place, the date, the person. Through this other person's mouth, the demon talks and says, and says this oh, yeah. other place. Don't you remember? In April wow. the twenty third in nineteen eighty seven, you cast me Whoa. out in Santa Ana, California. So I say, yeah, what? Wow. And then they then they they tell me, I, I remember that. Right, 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 right. That's wild. Yeah. I mean, you've got to imagine anybody who thinks what you do is not real or whatever. That that's pretty good evidence that but what you do is real. That is. You must run into that a lot, though. That's a high degree of corroboration. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> As is the demons telling things about the person's ancestry that they don't know. Oh, right, right, right. That can later be corroborated. Right. So I've had situations where people say, well, yeah, I got in through a curse of their Norwegian ancestors. Uh, a thousand years ago. Right. They don't even know that. When they, they have. raped and pillaged. Right. And the person says, I'm not Norwegian. They go get a DNA test, wow. and guess what? They There's got the Norwegian 3% thing. that's Norwegian. Yeah. They knew nothing about. Wow. I've had that happen lots of times. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'm getting sleepy. Let's do it. All right. Um, get to the toughest questions and wrap it up because I'm going to go sleep. <laughs> let's do it. Um, I just really wanted to talk to you a little bit more about hell, and then we can be done, okay. really. I remember when I was a kid, the hell in terms of where is it confused me, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious about, you say you send these demons to hell. What is your concept of hell? 
what do you believe it to be? What is it? If you know what it is, what is it? If you believe what it is, what is it? What? Well, there has been endless speculation for 2,000 years of Christian church history mm-hmm. about where hell is. Islamicists have a similar belief in hell somewhat, and, and they speculate about where it is. But from a Christian standpoint, <clears throat> We know what it is. Mm-hmm. There are people who actually claim to know it. Right. They say it's the center of the earth. That's why it's molten fire, and that is hell. There's just some reason to believe that is the case, like you know Dante's Inferno. Sure, some crossover, right, 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 yeah. about. But then the Bible also speaks of outer darkness. Mm. They were cast into outer darkness. So there are some who think that that is the reason for the vastness of the universe is somewhere out there in what we right now call a black hole. Hell is just way out there somewhere. That's where hell is, in a black hole. Got it, got it, got it. Because it sucks in everything. It does, yeah. Into absolute, total, dark oblivion. That would make sense. It does all make sense, but... But the reality is we don't know and I don't care. All sure. I know is that demons don't want to go there. Right. Well, nobody wants to go there, really. No. Which nobody men- wants to go there. But the demons beg not to be sent there. Uh-huh. And they, they describe fire. They describe heat. They describe torment. Mm-hmm. This is what they say. Right, right, I've right. had demons say... I can feel the fire. I can feel the heat. I'm burning up. Don't wow. send me. I don't want to get any closer. Oh, they're getting close. Actually, getting close. Wow. So, yeah, is, is that? I don't know how objective that is. Right, 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 right. I know what the scripture tells us to do. I know what the Bible says to do. I do what the Bible says to do. I let God sort it out. Right, right, right. I'm not going there anyway. <laughs> okay. Last question. <laughs> Speaking of not going there anyway. Is is every everyone who has a demon in them when they die, are they going to hell? No, absolutely not. They're just going. No. No, they're not going to they're hell. They're not going to hell. No, they're not going to hell. So they might even go to heaven if they still have a demon that, when they die. Absolutely. Oh, that's good news. Okay, yeah. Yeah. That's what <laughs> I was worried about. I was well, going to say, you know, if you might have a okay, demon, you might so want to get what? checked out. Here's, here's how this works. Having a demon doesn't doesn't mean you're a bad person. It might, but it doesn't necessarily mean it. It it doesn't mean that you're God-forsaken and that you're going to hell. Mm. Because you can get a a demon because a bad person did a bad thing to you Mm. and open that door. Right. So, somebody violently assaults you. Back to the rape case I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. or something horrible like that, okay? You may get a demon passed on to you because of the evil of this person and the resulting trauma, the anxiety and stress disorder that comes from that, all right? Mm-hmm. You're not a bad person. Right. Something bad happened. Yeah. Okay. Very bad. And because something bad happened, you get a demon. It doesn't seem fair. Yeah. 
But we're not dealing with a fair moral universe. We're dealing with the devil. So are you going to go to hell because you're a good person to whom something bad happened? No. Right. You're a good person. You're not a bad person. A bad thing happened. Right, right, right. So you can get a demon. And the other, the other issue is inherited spirits. Mm-hmm. So you can inherit a spirit from the evil of an ancestor. You don't have to do anything. You didn't do anything. You didn't do anything. They did. But that's the spiritual law wow. of how it operates. And, and, and I could give you a big theological explanation for it. It's in the Bible, actually, hmm. in Deuteronomy chapter 28, where it speaks of blessings and curses following generational lines. So you may have a demon because you inherit it because your grandfather killed somebody. By the way, I hear these stories all the time. And right. People don't even know it. Yeah. They say, what? Yeah. His grandfather killed a guy. Nobody ever found out about it, but he killed somebody. Wow. And, and that's why we're here. You're hearing it first. This person's hearing it first. First time anybody ever heard about it is through this demon. Never heard of it before. Nobody knows anything about it, but the demon says that's why he's there. So he's there because of that. Now, should this person go to hell because their uncle murdered somebody? No. I don't think but so. are they going to suffer now without an exorcism? Yes. Right. Okay. They're going to suffer until they get an exorcism because the demon is tormenting them because of the grandfather. Wow. Which means, okay, that I, I tell people we all need to be students of our genealogical identity. We all need to pray, pray prayers disavowing the evil of our ancestors. Just in case, you're saying? Just in case. Oh, okay. Why not? What's the Can't point? Can't hurt. Yeah, yeah, why, yeah. I mean, why wouldn't we want right. to do that? Right, right, right. Why wouldn't we say, Lord, forgive all the sins of my ancestors for all the evil that they've done and deliver me from the consequences of that evil? It's, the Lord's Prayer says that. Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Mm. What evil? What are we asking to be delivered from? Well, part of that is the evil that's already been done. Mm. Right. Okay. So there's an interesting. <clears throat> I write about this in one of my books, and it's you know very common knowledge in the neurological community, and that's the. Uh, emerging science that's known as epigenetics. Yeah, yeah. Which is a whole field of, of neurobiology and psychology studying the trauma effects that are inherited. Right, right, right. Happens they, to one person, happen, then it gets passed so on to they, their offspring. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they actually inherit and they, they begin developing this as they studied Holocaust survivors who had stress disorders that were identical to people who had been through the Holocaust, though they had not experienced it, they suffered the same trauma effect. Mm. And so they started looking into this and found that it, it, it wasn't just with Holocaust survivors, it was a lot of people who have ancestors who had suffered horrible types of things, famines and wars and uh, the whole Rwanda thing. They did some studies there and found out that 
Rwanda and Sudan yeah. and places like that. They hear these people here, Sudanese immigrants to America who've never lived in a refugee camp, yeah. who have the same trauma of the people who did live in the refugee camps. But now they're second or third generation, right. and they, they're suffering just like the people who were there. What is that all about? Psychologically inherited trauma. Right. A curse. Evil. So if evil is done to an ancestor who is in the refugee camp, mm -hmm. the, the evil that's done to them has opened a door to demons, if you will, to torment now a second or third generation later. I mean, we're just now beginning to understand how this operates, but the Bible's been teaching it for thousands of years. Yeah. That's how you get demons. So That's everybody needs an exorcism. Everybody needs to renounce the evil of their ancestors. And why not? Non-believers too. Everybody. Everybody. Everybody, because it's it's once you do that, there is power in the words that you speak. This is why all religions, especially the Christian religion, is based upon recitable creeds, confessions, mm -hmm. statements of belief. So if you look at things like the Apostles' Creed, mm -hmm. some of the standard creeds, and read what is said... This is what they're doing. This is what we believe. This is what we want to be free from. Mm -hmm. So we've codified it into this statement, this system of expression of faith. Okay? Yeah. Right. And, and so this has been the attempt of humanity throughout the ages to find a way to say things which invoke good as opposed to the kingdom of darkness, which finds ways to say how we can evoke evil. Got it. Got it, got it, got it. Whew, I'm exhausted. We're good. Thank you so much. Okay. Really appreciate it. As you can see, this is an, an inexhaustible subject that goes on. Yeah, forever. yeah. I mean, I it's never-ending, <clears throat> and my fascination is also never-ending. So, what are you going to do with this? Mm -hmm.